0: So I visited the Nansen Ski Jump last month, and it's technically in the town of Milan, but you get there by driving through Berlin. And a man named Peter Higby showed me around. He's the president of the Nansen Ski Club, which is mostly focused on cross-country skiing. So we hiked up to the launching off point of the ski jump. Uh, It's the bottom of the actual jump and above the landing hill.
1: Up here you get the the feeling of what it must be like to go off that jump and be so high. And you also get a sense of the incredible steepness of the hill that you're aiming to land on. Let's see. Keep looking to see when we get our first view of the Big Nansen.
0: So the Nansen ski jump hadn't been used in over 30 years until 2017 um, when a professional ski jumper named Sarah Hendrickson went off it for a Red Bull commercial. So when we got to the jump we walked straight to the edge uh, at the top of the landing hill and we looked down and it was so steep. That's why I
1: love coming up here, is that amazing or what? Wow.
0: Yeah. And when you're standing up there, it kind of looks like the ski jumpers could just go on forever. Because you're, you're looking out at this expansive valley and the hill where the jumpers land just it seems like it could lead directly to the road. Peter says the physics of this work out so that that doesn't happen, but he says it will need some changes to be used in
1: the future. So this is the landing hill and it is an incredibly steep hill Um, Steeper than it will have to ultimately be, we're going to have to do some dirt moving and change the shape of the landing hill before we can have sanctioned competitions here. What you see out here is an awful lot of brush lying down that was just cut last year uh, with help from some of the inmates at the state prison. They came over here for several days and worked to help trim back the brush.
0: When it was built in 1936, it was super important in the ski jumping world because it was the tallest one. It was 171 feet high, made of steel, and it kind of looks like the top of a roller coaster.
1: This was, for the longest time, the, the tallest ski jump in the country. In the 19, hope I get my dates right, 38 and 39 Olympic trials were held here. And they came from all around to jump off the big Nansen.
0: Now, the ski jump hasn't been used in competition since the 1980s, but there is an effort going on right now to bring it back, to hold competitions there and to rebuild a youth ski jumping program in Berlin. The goal of the Friends of the Nansen Ski Club is to hold some kind of ski jumping event there in February of 2020. So that's next winter.
1: But they got excited. Now, well, maybe we can we can bring back that the, they called it the sleeping giant. Bring the sleeping giant back to life again.
0: The original Nansen Ski Club was organized around the Winter Carnival in Berlin put on, Peter says, by immigrants from Scandinavia who had come to work on the railroad.
1: I mean, we have old pictures. If you stop by the Historic Society, for instance, you can see pictures of people doing uh, snowshoe races with obstacles. They're jumping over big barrels with snowshoes on. And do you know what ski juring is? Where you're on cross-country skis and you have a, a, a tether to a dog and the dog kind of pulls you around. You're skiing too, but the dog also pulls you. They used to do that with horses down near where I live now.
0: So the Scandinavians knew how to make the most of winter. I mean, that all sounds like a blast. And that was even before the ski jump existed. But in the early 1930s, one man named Alf Halverson had an idea I mean, he had a lot of ideas about how to make winter fun, but one of them was to bring a ski jump to Berlin. And along with some organizations, he made it happen. Alf was a Nordic skier and a ski jumper, and he was an Olympic ski coach. And his grandson, Scott Halverson, is now a large part of the effort to make the ski jump usable again. So while Scott was never a ski jumper himself, he remembers the events held at the ski jump very clearly.
2: It was a very, very exciting time. People came from everywhere. Uh, Berlin was the place to go. There was the winter carnival. There was various activities throughout the downtown. The downtown was virtually closed down. Back then, Berlin had hotels. The hotels were full. They had the carnival ball.
0: And back during the Olympic trials, which were held in 1938, 25,000 spectators show up to watch ski jumpers go off the Nansen. And if you look at old pictures, the fields below the jump and across the river, they're just filled with cars. And apparently, even the gas stations would run out of gas. Now, the ski jump was used through the 1980s, but the last competition held there was in 1985. And it stopped for a number of reasons, but most notably, the volunteers who had been making these events happen were getting old, and professional ski jumpers had better, more modern jumps to go off of. So that's why the big Red Bull-sponsored jump with Sarah Hendrickson in 2017 was big. And people do feel different ways about how this stunt happened. On one hand, it wasn't really publicized, To the general public. It was a private event and that made people upset because it's something they would have liked to witness but for people who did go they thought it was pretty amazing.
2: It's kind of strange that I get emotional about it but it was like you thought something was dead and gone that was very important and all of a sudden there it is. It was a freezing cold, cold morning. It was early and there wasn't one person there that was complaining about it. It was an an absolutely magical moment to show that that jump came to life and it was virtually impossible to leave there without wanting more.
0: A few years ago, the state started clearing up the area around the Nansen ski jump to make it look pretty. They put a historical marker near the base. But Scott told me when Sarah Hendrickson went off the jump, it changed their goal.
2: It's kind of evolved. You know, it started with, geez, the jump is all grown in. You can't even see it. And I'd drive up there and I would be heartbroken. I didn't do anything about it, but I was heartbroken about it. It was gone. You couldn't see it from the road, believe it or not. So yes, I love the ski jump for various reasons, just because it's an incredible icon of, of the North Country, my family connection. But more than that, I, I really want to see Berlin be revitalized. So this, uh, this project is not just about You know, hey, we're going to get the the big ski jump going again. We're going to get some really good ski jumpers up there. We're going to hold an event there once a year. We want to bring ski jumping back to the North Country.
0: Scott and some others think that if the ski jump is used in competitions, it could help bring visitors to Berlin in the wintertime. And that would be good for the local economy. And they also want to bring back that spirit and the tradition of Nordic sports. They want local kids to be able to enjoy it too. So that's kind of where we are now. The Friends of the Nansen Ski Jump is actively fundraising to get it up and running again. But to do that, they have to make some updates. There's flattening the landing slope, which Peter mentioned. Also, they need new side guards for the deck and for the landing hill. So the total price tag is pretty big, almost $400,000 but they hope that they can begin construction in late summer or fall, and to have the jump ready by February of 2020. They aren't exactly sure what type of event they'll have then, but they're pretty confident that the Big Nansen will be in use.